0: How many are you expecting to receive this morning? You know, as I've heard one minister say, and this is the absolute truth of the matter, it's not just up to the, the preacher, it's up to the people. It's up to you to be believing that you're going to get something from God. I've told you this over and over and over again. Come hungry and God will satisfy you. God will fill you up. Amen. And, um, you know, I, I believe God has had us on this message for a reason, And I believe it is because, again, God needs us in this day and hour to go out into this world and be who we're supposed to be. Amen. And I want to continue with this study of what manner of man Jesus was when he walked the earth and what manner of man or woman each one of us should be as his followers. In other words, it should be our heart's desire to be more like Christ. How many remember the commercial, Be Like... uh, be like mike was it be like mike wasn't that it and uh who wants to be like that i want to be like christ james raised his hand <laughs> be able to dunk like that that would be pretty cool though anyway but i i i i want us in this church to get the understanding we're no longer to, supposed to be just like those out there in the world without christ we're not supposed to be like those who don't know jesus we do know him amen And if you've been coming here for any length of time, once again, you know for a fact that we have a a, a calling on our lives to make a difference in this world for Jesus. Every one of us has a calling on our lives to make a difference in our lives for Jesus. I want to make an impact in this world, in this society. I don't know if you watch the news or not. It's almost I've almost gone to the place where I, I don't watch it nearly like I used to. But now it's gotten to the place where you—I I watch it and I'm like going, "Oh my goodness!" Everything that's happening is just lining up with what's written in the Bible. I mean, they're calling evil good, and they're calling good evil. They're, 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 the, the the lengths that people are going to right now. The—the—the—the the, 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 the language has been perverted. What sick used to mean somebody that was ailing and 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 uh, you know not a good thing to now it's like something Ooh, you sick you mean I mean you're cool or something is that what's it supposed to mean huh anyway I I, and I and I've actually said it one time and they made fun of me because I said it that way I said it in a slang term or the new way of saying it whatever and, and and but but my point is is not to bring up that it's just that so many things are happening in our society and in this world that are pointing to the soon return of Jesus Christ. And if we're going to see things get wrapped up as I believe, I know I want it to happen quickly. Then we're going to have to do something about reaching these people out there who don't know Jesus. And we're going to have to make a difference in this world for Jesus. And the only way that's going to happen is if we are becoming more like Jesus. Amen. I mean, I don't want to offer somebody Jesus and then turn around and still live like the world because that's not going to work, is it? I've got to look different than those in the world. And everybody would look at me. I want everybody to look at me and say, there's something different about that man. I mean, I know you already know there's something different about me. <laughs> Someone here you nodding your head a little too much there, but, that's, <laughs> but it's the truth. I want it to be said of me as it was a said of the disciples they've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. And so in this study, we've been looking how Jesus did what he did. And so far in this study, we looked at how Jesus, has pr- how he prayed. We looked at how Jesus operated in divine authority. And we looked at how Jesus operated in the love of God. And again, as Christians, these are the things we should be doing in our lives as well. We should be people of prayer. Every one of you should be a person who prays and spends time with God. Spends time with God. Every one of us (coughs) should be operating in divine authority. Every one of us should be operating in the love of God. Again, that love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Spirit of God. It is a fruit that's in us. So it can grow. We can develop and grow in it. Amen? And part of Walking in love is walking in forgiveness. Has anybody in here ever had something or odd against somebody because of the way they've treated you? Maybe they said something bad to you. Maybe they really, really, really treated you wrong. Have you ever been treated wrong? Okay, Well, I'm glad two of you. I I must be in a weird, a, a strange bubble to have never been treated wrong in your life. Because I have had people say things, I mean, when we first got here, I hadn't even met people in this other church, and I come to hear that this other church is speaking evil of me. I'm not going, I've never even met them. How would they know anything about me? So I made it a a, a point to go to their church, smack dab in the middle of their service, walk up front, slap the pastor and say, there you go. Just kidding. Just kidding. Now the flesh might have liked to do that. But I wouldn't have been walking in love, would it? We're called to be like Jesus. And so now the Lord has got me going in a different direction. And you've already gotten some of what it's going to be in. But I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 3 this morning. This is something Jesus walked in. And something Jesus demonstrated while he was here on the earth, Hebrews three verse one says, "Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful. Everybody say he was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was faithful in all his house. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm to the end. Now I want to read those last two verses, verses five and six from the Passion. Indeed, Moses served God faithfully in all he gave him to do. His work prophetically illustrates things that would later be spoken and fulfilled. But Christ is more than a servant; he was faithful as the son in charge of God's house. He was faithful as a son in charge. Of God's house. And now we are part of his house. If we continue courageously. To hold firmly to our bold confidence. And our victorious hope. I like that. So we can see here. That Jesus was appointed to him. Uh, was faithful to him who appointed him. In other words he was faithful to his father. Well what does that mean to be faithful to God. What is being faithful all about well i've written down a few things about faithfulness and if you're taking notes or being faithful you can write these things down the hebrew meaning of the word faithfulness comes from the the hebrew word emunah e-m-u-n-a-h and it's defined as firmness stability fidelity conscientiousness steadiness certainty It means that which is permanent, enduring, and steadfast. The Greek word for faithful is pistos, P-I-S-T-O-S. And it's defined as trustworthy, to be trusted, reliable, and dependable. But if you had to define faithfulness with just one word, that one word would be God. God is and God always has been and God always will be faithful. And friends, everything we want to know about faithfulness. We can see in Jesus because he was the express image of the father. Now, in order for someone to be considered faithful, I want you to get this. His or her character must be flawless. In other words, a person must always do what he says he's going to do. He must be a person of utmost integrity. Well, with that understanding that in order for someone to be considered faithful, one must be of utmost integrity. And with the understanding that God is always faithful. One can only conclude That God's word is always the truth. And God's word is always. 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 Completely believable. Did you hear what I just said? In other words. If God didn't always do exactly what he said he would do. Then it would be extremely difficult if even. I mean, if not even impossible for people to take him at his word. I mean, you just never know what God is going to do. He may do it for you this time. Or he may not. He last time we stepped out to do something he told us to do, he just left us hanging. We ended up flat on our faces. You know, there's a lot of people out there. that are preaching. Maybe not in those exact words. But that's the mentality, basically, of what they think about God. He may do it for you, and he may not. You know, he is sovereign. You know, that's a false sovereignty mess, Sovereign, I don't even like to say that word. <laughs> sovereignty message. I'm not saying God's not sovereign, because God is sovereign. But the point I'm trying to make is, is God is also a God of integrity. And God will always honor what he said in his word. And that does not limit him because he allows himself to be limited by what he has said. Because this is his will. Did you hear what I just said? So it doesn't limit God to be bound to his word. And friends, listen. You've got to understand that because God is faithful... Is reliable, is trustworthy, then this makes this that makes this word believable. Now, maybe you're not really catching what I'm saying there. Because, see, for a lot of people, they sometimes struggle with what's written in the Bible. I'm gonna tell you a little i am I'm gonna say this is a little secret, but it's a big secret. The Bible says we're to become like little children. Did you know that now if a child has good parents parents that have always followed through and done exactly everything they said they were going to do for their kids when a parent then approached their child about that uh, something else what, what 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 happens with that child does the child step back and go hmm I wonder if my mommy and my daddy are going to come through for me this time. Is that what happens? Absolutely not. They immediately take what mommy and daddy say because their mommy and daddy has always come through for them. They've always been faithful to their children. Well, I'm going somewhere with this. Listen to me very carefully. When God has given us his word, we can believe it. Even if our minds don't currently comprehend it. God, I don't, I'm reading your Bible right now and I see this in your word. I don't fully comprehend what you're saying here, but I choose to believe it. And I trust that you'll give me the revelation so I can understand it. See, don't go with the mentality, I don't know if I can believe that or not. Is it God's word? Then it's the truth. Is it God's word? Then it's believable. Always. Always. See, I tell you what, it, it has helped me so much in my walk with God to understand that when I'm reading this word, it's truth. It's absolute truth. Nobody can come along and tell me we got to adjust the Bible now to fulfill. To Fit our society. Because it's so intolerant. Get out of my. I don't believe that for a moment. I take God at his word. I believe what's written in here. And because I believe it. I'm going to get results from it. You want to know why? Because my God is faithful. Mm -mm -mm, This is good. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God is always faithful. And finally, as most of you already know, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And faith without corresponding actions is dead. In other words, if you don't act upon and release your faith, you're not going to get any results. But what does it take for someone to step out in faith And confidently act on the words of someone else. Makes you stop and think. You must know. That that person is dependable. That that person is reliable. That that person is dependable. You must know that that person is faithful. Friends the only way for us to step out in faith. And confidently act upon the word of God. Only comes as a result of knowing in understanding God's faithfulness. Now, that right there, that one statement right there was worth getting up and coming to church this morning. I, in fact, I'm going to say it again. The only way for us to step out in faith and confidently act upon the word of God only comes as a result of, of us knowing and understanding God's faithfulness. Oh thank you Jesus. We're going to get more into that. And we're going to really, really, really break it down. And I guarantee you, you keep coming. and your walk of faith. It's going to go higher than you've ever been before. You're going to be able to obtain things you've only imagined. I'm telling you, this is, this, uh, when I, when I, you can ask her, when I started to study this and go back and look at my notes and stuff, something went off inside of me. Here is the answer for a whole lot of people right here. And you're going to see it. So was Jesus faithful? Did he always do what his father asked of him? Or was he kind of hit and miss with doing the father's will? Because it was kind of hard for him. People were made to him. They were yelling at him. They were accusing him of things he didn't do. So that sometimes you kind of say, kind of hedge. You know, God, I don't, you know, Father God. I, I don't really feel like doing it today. I think I just going to stay in bed today. What would you think about Jesus if that was the way he was? Well, let's go to the word. Go to John 5. If you don't have a Bible. Look up here. We got a bunch of scriptures to cover this morning. Praise the Lord. John 5, 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, and again, I want to reemphasize to you, what does that mean when Jesus says most assuredly? I'm telling you the truth. I know this might be hard for your mind to grasp at this time, but I'm telling you the truth. Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself, but what He sees the Father do. For whatever He does, The son also does in like manner. Now you could take that scripture. And change it up a little bit couldn't you. And say it like this. Most assuredly I say to you. Daniel can do nothing of himself. But what he sees Jesus do. For whatever Jesus does. Daniel also does in like manner. Amen. But Jesus saying right here. He did nothing of himself. He could do nothing of himself. He only did what he saw his father do. Now look at verse 30 of John 5. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear I judge and my judgment is righteous. Because I do not seek my own will. But the will of the father who sent me. Now John 6 38. And I want to read this from the New Living Translation. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. Then John 8, 28 says this. So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, then you will understand that I am He. I do nothing on my own, but say only what the Father taught me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me. For I always. Do what. Pleases him. I always. Do what pleases him. So did Jesus always do. What the father asked of him. Was he always faithful to his father. Yes. I mean. Think about the fact that right here in John eight twenty nine, Jesus said for I always do. What pleases him. Well, is it possible to please the father without faith? No. Hebrews 11, 6 says, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. So if Jesus said he always did what pleased his father, what does that mean? He always did what he did by faith, which means what? He only did what he heard the father do, and he only did what he saw the father do. Are you, I mean, I messed up the first part. He only said what he heard the Father say. He only did what he saw the Father do. Amen. Friends, Jesus was always faithful. He was always dependable, reliable, and trustworthy. Thank God for Jesus. He is our example. Amen. Now, I want to give you a bunch of scriptures right now. We're going to go through the Bible, and we're going to look at different Bible verses that speak of God's and or Jesus's faithfulness. And as I read these scriptures, I'm asking you to allow the Spirit of God to reveal to your heart God's faithfulness, Jesus's faithfulness. And you will see later on in this study how this is going to impact you in your walk here on the earth with God amen I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 Deuteronomy 7 9 Boy, I love the word thank God for the word amen It says this in verse 9 of Deuteronomy 7. Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. Is our God a covenant-keeping God? Is He faithful to look over the covenant He has made with us to make sure that he's up, upholding his end of the bargain. His, I don't even like to say it that way. His end of the covenant. What does it say there? The faithful God who keeps covenant. The faithful God who keeps covenant. See, we in this Western uh, civilization don't really have a full comprehension and understanding of what cutting covenant means. But once a covenant is cut with blood, it is an everlasting covenant. In fact, the only way that it can end is if the people of the covenant die. But guess what? The ones we's in covenant with will never die. And neither will we. Did you hear what I just said? And God's going to keep the covenant why because he's faithful Mm -mm -mm. psalm 119 verse 138 your testimonies which you have commanded are righteous and very faithful the words very faithful literally means listen to this vehemently faithful You hear that? Vehemently faithful. Boy, I like that. Exceedingly much. Friends, God's words are exceedingly faithful. Can we count on what he has said in his word? More than anything we can see or feel in this natural realm. Did you hear that? More than anything you could ever see or feel in this natural realm. You can count on the words of God. Praise God. We can build our lives on them. And we can trust our lives to them. 1 Corinthians nine. God is faithful. God is faithful. By whom you were called into the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ. The Amplified says it this way. God is faithful. Reliable trustworthy and therefore ever true to his promise and he can be depended upon isn't that good (laughs) that was a great good (laughs) hallelujah the uh uh the passion translation says god is forever faithful god is forever faithful now first corinthians 10 13 love this scripture boy have i I learned this one a long, long, long time ago. No temptation is overtaking you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now listen to this scripture, and I hope boy, I hope you wore your shot and clothes, because this is so good. Listen to 1 Corinthians 10, 13 from the Passion. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. Glory to God. And each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. Isn't that good? I, that's worth spending 20 bucks on that Bible up right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So in other words, there's absolutely nothing. Now get this. Get this. Is everybody paying attention? There's absolutely nothing the devil can bring against us that can whoop us. I want you to hear that because, see, sometimes we feel like sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. just depends on what's happening. No! There's absolutely nothing the devil can bring against us that can whoop us. If it's there, you can whoop it. Why do I say that with such confidence? Because I got God's word on it that he's not going to allow me to go through it before he screens it and filters it. And it, glory to God, there's nothing. It goes, I mean, it's like it's like the devil shows up and says, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, I'm going to go tempt that boy down there yours, Daniel. I'm going to go tempt him. And God says, what you going to do? What do you think you're going to do? Well, I was thinking about doing this to him, you know. Suggesting that he do this. And God looks at him, smiles real big. Go ahead, stupid. It has to go by God first. Are 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 you hearing what I'm saying here? So if you're facing it, you already should know on the inside of you I can whoop this. My God wouldn't allow me to go through it if I couldn't whoop it. Do you see why sometimes we just got to keep on standing and keep on standing and keep on standing and keep on standing? Because glory to God, we've got our answer. We wouldn't be going through it if God didn't think you could whoop it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I'm getting excited, but that's okay because this is good news. I don't care what you're facing. It's a common occurrence to man. And God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. I you won't my goodness gracious, when the devil shows up at your front door. You should say to that stupid devil, you're back again. Don't you remember what happened the last time? Don't you know that if you're showing up at my doorstep, my God has already said that I can whoop you? In fact, I know I can whoop you. You want to know why I can whoop you? Because I'm a child of God. Because I have the authority in the name of Jesus. Because I have the blood of Jesus. Because I have the word of God. You, devil, are a defeated foe. Okay. Calm down. I love that. He will screen And filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face. So that we can bear it. That's awesome. Do you believe this? God said it. God said it. And it's so. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Says this. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. At the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice. He who calls you is faithful. Who also will do it. Will God do what he says? He will do. How do we know that? Because he's faithful. He who calls Daniel Greenwald is faithful. Who also will do it. He who calls Joan Greenwald is faithful. He will do it. I'm preaching to us right now. We had a time last night we were sitting on the bed. What's going on? What are you crying for? We had a time when she was sitting in the bed and we were talking about some things. And we have been faced with some great challenges. And I'm not saying that to give me, come pat me on the back. Oh, woe is you. Because we got the victory through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. But I tell you what, when you read things like this, he who calls you is faithful. He's faithful. He, he who calls you is faithful. He will do it. He called us here. He called us, you know what? We, we have heard so many pastors in ministries that have been challenged so greatly. And all of a sudden, kind a lot of times it kind of puts in perspective what you're going through. But I want you to know that the devil is coming out both guns blaring. And trying to take ministers out. It ain't happening here. And you want to know why? I know that my God is faithful. And you want to know something else? Do you not know, want to know another reason why? Because of people like that and people like that. And people like that. Because of you. I know we're going over. God brought us here for such a time as this. And I know i've seen too so many lives changed in and through this church in and through this ministry my god is faithful who called us and he will do it Whew. hallelujah thanks a lot wife second thessalonians 3 second thessalonians 3 3 got to get through these but the lord is faithful Who will establish you, who will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Do you feel like if God is guarding you from the evil one that you really have anything to be concerned about? Hello? Uh, 2 Timothy 2.13. These are good. If we are faithless, the King James says if we believe not, he, God, remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. The Passion says it this way. But even if we are faithless, he will still be full of faith. For he never wavers in his faithfulness to us. Woo, that's good. For he never wavers in his faithfulness to Daniel Greene Whoa, Woo, that's good news. Okay, John, thanks a lot. Whew. Hallelujah. Romans 3, 3 and 4 goes right along with that scripture. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar. The Passion Translation says it this way. But what if some were unfaithful to their divine calling? Does their unbelief weaken God's faithfulness? Absolutely not. God will always be proven faithful and true to his word. While people are proven to be liars. So what if someone says I don't believe that God still heals today. What if someone says I don't believe that God wants to bless us and prosper us. Does their unbelief weaken and nullify the faithfulness of God. Everybody shout, certainly not. not. God will always be proven faithful and true to his word. While those folks are proven to be liars. Oh my, 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 my. Listen, just because someone doesn't believe the word of God and is without any faith doesn't weaken God's faithfulness. God is always faithful. God is always true. God is always reliable. God will always do what he said he will do. Amen? 1 John 1, 9. How many have ever used that one before? If we confess our sins, he'll say, sorry. You've messed up just too many times. I can't cleanse you from that sin. It's too big, too powerful. And you've messed it, done it just too many times. Is that what God says? He says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't matter if we've messed up a million times. You've heard me say this before. God still remains faithful. All he asks us to do is confess our sins. The blood of Jesus has already dealt with it. All we're doing is activating it by faith to cleanse us from that stupid sin that we did. Amen? Psalm uh, 36, 5. The NIV says, your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the skies. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Y'all remember that song? Your faithfulness. Never mind. Nobody else knows it but me. The New Living says, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Psalm 37, 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. I love what Brooke brought out the other day. How she was talking about we feed our bodies, our physical bodies throughout the day. You know, at least three square meals, most people. Some people snack throughout the day. Why would we think... It's, we should have the same mentality, if not more, of feeding on God's faithfulness. What do I mean when I say feeding on God's faithfulness? Reminding ourselves how God has always come through for us. You know, all I got to do is, you know how I, one of the ways I do it, and maybe this doesn't work for you, but you know it probably works for a lot of you. You know how I remind myself of God's faithfulness? I look at that woman. I look at my kids. I look at you, as I said earlier. God is faithful to do exactly what he said he would do in his word. Amen. Praise God. Feed on his faithfulness. How Much more I got here. Can you stick with me just a few more moments? Just got a few scriptures. I will sing Psalm 89. One through eight. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall establish in the very heavens. I have made covenant with my chosen. Excuse me. I have sworn to my servant David. Your seat I will establish forever. And build up your throne to all generations. Selah. And the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord. Your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints. For who in the heavens can can be compared to the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened to the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. And to be held in reverence by all those around him. O Lord God of hosts. Who is mighty like you? O Lord your faithfulness also surrounds you. Do you see? How God is linked with faithfulness. Over and over and over again. Psalm 92 verse 1 and 2. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. And to sing praises to your name O Most High. To declare your loving kindness in the morning. And your faithfulness every night. Before you go to sleep. You ought to get in the habit of reminding yourself of how faithful God has been to you. Why do you go to bed worrying and fretting and and wondering if God's going to come through for you? Why don't you go to sleep in peace, reminding yourself of God's faithfulness? Amen. Psalm 119. Forever. This is uh, verse 89 and 90. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. Lamentations. Here's a familiar one. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Verse 23, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Aren't you glad that God is faithful to extend his mercies to us every day? They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness? I want everybody to say that with me. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Is your faithfulness. Is your faithfulness. Say it again. Woo! And then finally, Revelation 19:11. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he, speaking of Jesus, who sat on him, that white horse, was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Listen. Jesus Christ is faithful and true we can always count on him he is dependable he is reliable he is faithful always glory to God if he said it he will do it God is faithful God is faithful God is faithful now the next time we get together We're going to be getting into why it's important for us to remind ourselves of God's faithfulness. To feed on God's faithfulness. Amen. I guarantee you it will change you. It will elevate your faith walk to the highest place it's ever been. I know this is so. Because this this has helped me out so much in my walk with God. You know sometimes, I don't know why we're like this. But there's sometimes you just kind of set things on a back burner you know what i'm talking about i mean you get a revelation and the revelation's there but for whatever reason you haven't had it on your mind lately but then all of a sudden you bring it back and you start to look at it again oh my goodness gracious it just starts to do something on the inside of you you get stirred up on the inside and that's what i believe is going to happen with you because i know it's happening with me when it's talking when we're talking about the faithfulness of god Everybody say, Jesus is faithful, Jesus is faithful. and I'm going, to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word this morning. We believe in Jesus' name that this word, speaking of your faithfulness, will begin to resonate in all of our hearts unlike any other time in our lives. We desire, Lord God, to feed on your faithfulness throughout this day, throughout tomorrow, throughout next week, throughout the rest of our lives here on this earth. Because, Lord God, as we will see in this study, this is the way it's going to take our faith walk to that higher level. We need that, Lord, right now. We need to be able to trust you when things look so impossible that we just just know that you're going to come through for us. Why? Because you're a faithful God. You're a faithful God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. I know you're Christians in here. But if there's anybody in this room this morning who would say, Pastor Dan, I just need to get back with God.